The moving process for seniors can be so complicated, stressful, and overwhelming. A lot of these stressful and overwhelming issues include financial decisions. That's what we're talking about today with our guest, Maura Albrecht from Financial Wellness for You on this episode of The Change Agents. Welcome to Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a licensed real estate agent and senior real estate specialist in the state of Minnesota. Lisa works with older adults to help them upsize and downsize. And now, here's Lisa Dunn. Welcome to the show. With me, as always, is the producer here at Minnesota Podcasting, Marshall Saunders. Hi, Lisa. How's it going? I'm awesome. How are you? I'm doing fantastic. So what are we talking about today? Today, I wanted to talk a little bit about this complicated move process for seniors. Part of what makes it so complicated and stressful is money. And that's what I want to talk about today as an interview with our guest, Mara Albrecht, and she's from Financial Wellness for You. Hi, Mara. Hi, Lisa. How are you? I am doing great, thanks. Great. So I'm wondering if you can just tell a little bit about what do you do? Sure. Well, I work with families surrounding finances every day, helping them kind of take big, complicated subjects and put them into daily life. So that part of that is creating an awareness of what they have and what it means to them on a daily basis so we can make good, informed decisions on where they're going. How often do you see people not being very aware of what they have? None of us like to have that discussion. So I would say the majority of the families I work with (laughs) have no idea what they have and what it means. And it's fearful to think that you don't have everything that you thought you did. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I think fear is what drives um, the lack of action. So when somebody has been living in their home for 30, 40, or 50 years, and they're getting ready to sell their home, they might be moving into a rental situation, and they're going to sell their home and have a big, fat check by the time their house is sold. How do you think a senior would best prepare for getting ready to make a big move like this? I think the most important thing is to determine where you are today in your home, what those fixed costs are, whether it's a mortgage or an equity line, your property taxes, your insurance, and really identify what those expenses are so you're able to compare those to where you're going. When you know what your co- your fixed costs are, what if you're moving into a rental situation and now you have a new cost that you don't currently have? How does that fit into the mix? Well, I think most people are overwhelmed by those rental costs. Um, so that's the first piece is kind of identifying what does that look like. When we're selling our home and creating, I call it that extra bucket of money, We need to look and say, what do I need to draw from that asset to support my new living situation? So I happen to think you're a magician. 
I have a story to tell. <laughs> Mora worked with someone very close to me who had picked out an apartment that she wanted to move to. And it wasn't a very desirable apartment. And when this person's children looked at the apartment, they said, you know, Mom, we sure wish you wouldn't move here. The concern, of course, with this gal was that she was afraid she didn't have enough money or that she didn't know how long it would last. And I happened to refer this gal to Mora, and Mora sat down with her, and all of a sudden, there was a lot of money that materialized, and she could afford a lot more rent than she thought she could. So first of all, thank you, Mora, for working <laughs> your magic. But how did you do that? How did you identify, or how did... how? What's your process like when you sit down with with clients? It's the identification initially. It's taking that inventory of assets. Many of us, as we are in our working careers and preparing for retirement, don't have the concept down how we switch from planning for retirement to planning in retirement. So helping families make that transition is really important. It's looking at those assets that you had available to you that come in the mail every month and you look at and say, oh, thank goodness I have that, and kind of turning on the switch and saying, okay, all that saving I did, all the compromises I made throughout my life are for this stage of life. So how do I use them, number one, on a tax advantage situation? And then running those projections out and saying, I don't have to draw everything from my retirement account. I've now created another bucket of money from the proceeds of my home. And how can we work those two together to provide the income needed to meet those additional expenses? What is one of the biggest myths or challenges you see with seniors as they're getting ready to make a move in regard to their money? We work with a generation of savers, and the goal was always to pay that mortgage off so you didn't have that expense anymore. And all of a sudden, we're walking in and saying, no, it's okay to create this new expense. So it's a lot of hand-holding. It's a lot of running scenarios for them so they can see, here's what you can sustain. And now I know you do a lot of organizing for seniors, too, around their money. What kinds of things do you do when you're working with seniors to help them organize their money? And maybe that process of organizing even helps them figure out where they're at in their current situation. Absolutely, absolutely. Identifying what's coming in and what goes out is the most important piece. And again, I think many of us don't want to deal with our financial health at all. So it's an area of our life that's often been overlooked. So sitting down and really doing some comparisons, here's what I have coming in. In retirement, we really become our own employer. We're responsible for the taxes, withholdings that happen, and, and the tax implication from draws we take. So sitting down and, and, again, kind of holding hands, sliding beside them to help them understand how that works. The organizational piece is enormous for families. I Oftentimes we'll walk into homes and there's papers all over, and it's they just can't do it. And it's the fear of opening up and what does this mean? So helping them kind of separate, file, um, um, identify what are tax-related issues and what are the statements that we have to pay and make sure they're clearing the bank, but then can be shredded. You know, Maura, some of our clients are looking at moving because of health care events. They're moving because they have to. And 
I know that you do some very specific planning for families when they're trying to plan into moving into senior housing and worried about health care costs. And would you share a couple of the tips that you use with your clients around planning and what specifically they need to look out for in regards to planning for health care needs? Certainly. So health care is one of those expenses that is that kind of black hole. It's unknown. So the things that we know for certain is there are communities in the Twin Cities that will accept help from the county, medical assistance help, and those that won't. So when I'm doing that planning specifically with a family that's moving into a situation that's needing that medical care, number one, I want to make sure that we have two years of private pay to cover any of their expenses that may be incurred. The two years is because it's kind of been an industry standard, if you will, that when we look at senior housing, there's there's numerous, oh my word, there's so many buildings to look at. The next question that needs to be asked is, does the community accept medical assistance? There are communities out there that say, absolutely not, we are strictly private pay. There are other communities that say, as long as you can pay for two years, we'll help you with the medical assistance process. So in doing that planning, for most, I'm setting aside two years of assets, and I'm taking them off the table in our planning because I always want that family to have the opportunity to transition if they need to. So the other big issue that comes not only looking at a two-year private pay period is also kind of looking at the tax implication. So when we sit down with families and we're looking at, again, the, the health care, the financial, the medical assistance, we have to turn the page and talk about gifting. And many families follow the IRS guideline that says I can gift anyone I want an X amount of dollars every year set by the IRS. And that is true. Under medical assistance guidelines, you cannot gift anything. So you may have been gifting your children, your grandchildren, $10,000, $15,000 every year. But when medical assistance steps in, they look back five years, 60 months, and they say there is no gifting allowed. And that's one of the biggest misinterpretations that I find with families. They're shocked at the fact the IRS says I can do it and medical assistance says I can't. And my gosh, it's so easy to say that that doesn't apply to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> because nobody sets out planning for that. Nobody sets out planning for that. When you're able to sell your home and have your choice of that independent or assisted living building that that you want, that you can see yourself living in and, and continuing your years there, is very different from the family that's looking saying, I have to move. I cannot afford the care I need. Our net it gets very small. Those that are moving into independent living are the people that planned ahead, the people that were surprised by a health care event or mm-hmm. something else are moving into assisted living. A health care <laughs> event, the loss of a spouse, yeah. I mean, the effect on that income. And those are all scenarios that we run saying, OK, what happens if, if your husband dies? What happens if your wife dies? How do those numbers shift and change? And we try to do our planning, anticipating some of those things. So you're putting into to place a plan A, B, and C, Correct. and more if needed. And more if needed, because life happens. And so many of us don't even have a plan A. <laughs> <laughs> I had a question. You know, we've seen so many gyrations in the stock market lately. 
and up and down and kind of just inconsistencies. How does that affect financial planning and for seniors? It's interesting. I was with a client yesterday and I said, it's okay to open your February statement, but let's leave March in the envelope. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's out of your control and it's really helping people understand what do we have control over and what don't we have control over. Um, Fluctuation in the markets of recent, obviously, are around the virus that's, that's spreading rapidly. There'll be health consequences for many, many families. There'll be financial consequences for many, many people. Again, I think the importance of creating a solid spending plan, recognizing when there's change in our investments or change in the market, where we can make cuts, where that makes sense to make cuts. Um, and, And all of us have to live our life. Overall, just holistically, though, do you think that people going into their senior years, is it a good idea to look elsewhere other than the stock market to more solid or more stable investments? I think liquidity is always important, regardless of what the market is doing. I think it's very important as we age. Um, Some of the planning out there is is when we're younger, you know, have six months of expenses set aside. I think as we age, it's really important to have that two years and more. And it prevents the need for panic because I know that I'm covered for the next two years. I don't have to worry about that. Again, there's going to be fluctuation in my investments, but if I'm not drawing on them, I've now increased the time for recovery in those accounts. So what does liquidity mean? What would that look like in a, in a plan for a senior? Mm-hmm. For many, it's, it's cash in the bank. Um, for many of my clients, it's laddering CDs where we're earning a little bit more interest. Okay. What is laddering CDs? <laughs> Tell me about that. Ladder, and, I've, and I've had clients that have sold their home and had that lump sum. And they kind of look and say, okay, I don't need it right now. My cash flow is meeting my expenses, but I might. So interest rates have been historically low. We're not earning a lot in our savings accounts or money markets. So we'll go out in the community and we'll look at CDs and we'll look at maybe a 12, 18, 24-month CD. So we always have cash coming available should we need it, but we're able to leave it invested even if it's a small interest rate. Again, laddering them out allows us to not necessarily touch those more aggressively invested accounts. So often when clients are getting ready to make a move, after you've lived in a house for 30, 40, or 50 years, the, the prospect of moving is so overwhelming. And we hear our clients say all the time, I'm so overwhelmed, I don't know, have any idea where to start. At the end of the day, once the house is sold and they have the check in their hand, what's the first step they should take? What's the one step they should take for planning and what to do with that? That cash fall. That cash fall. Um, get it in the bank. Get it in the bank. All the way there. Okay. Finish that. Then what's the second step after second, the check is yeah. cashed? Second step, um, again, I think it's the identification. It's understanding what you have coming in and what you have coming out. And if I have no idea where to start with that process, mm-hmm. then I to... would I would look at my bank statement. Okay. Um so many of us with online banking pay no attention to that anymore. So it's printing off or looking at maybe a 3-month period and identifying okay, here's where I am at the end of the month. Am I overspending, meaning is my balance less at the end of the month than it was at the beginning, um, or vice versa. And then it's 
looking and saying, what is available to me to support my expenses? You just sold your home. We know we have a pot of money there. What else, if anything, is available? And then looking at that new situation and saying, okay, how much do I need to take from my new pot of money? And all of a sudden, we can start working into how long is it going to last, knowing what we know today. Maura, what do you think one of the biggest pitfalls you see happen with your clients, with your seniors, as they're thinking about spending and planning for retirement? I think the biggest pitfall I see in the spending is drawing from one asset. And for many of the families I work with, that's an IRA, that's a 401k, and we kind of categorize those in a qualified asset title. That money has never been taxed before. So when we're taking it out when we're older, it's all ordinary income. And that's why creating a bucket of money from a home sale all of a sudden gives us the ability to strategize how much of that taxable income we're going to take every year. So if somebody is planning on putting their home on the market and they will end up with a big check once their home has sold, would it be okay if they called you? Absolutely. And how would they reach you? They can reach me at 651-434-2003. And would you like to share your website and email information? Certainly. I always feel like that's a long one. Uh, (laughs) My email address is Maura, my first name, M-A-U-R-A, at finwellforyou.com. And the website is www.finwellforyou.com. And that's the number four. That's the numeric number four. Thank you. Thank you for joining us for this episode of The Change Agents. And Maura Albrecht, thank you so much for being here. If you have a question that you'd like included on an upcoming show, simply call 612-352-9177. 612-352-9177. Leave your questions there and we'll do our best to answer it. Please also hit subscribe on whatever podcast service you find us on. And if you can, take a moment to rate and review the show. We're always interested in hearing feedback on how we can make this show exactly what you need. Thank you so much for joining us. And until next time, we wish you the very best. This has been Change Agents, brought to you by Lisa Dunn with Remax Results. Lisa is a senior real estate specialist. You can find her online at thechangeagent.net. This podcast was produced by Minnesota Podcasting and recorded in their St. Paul studios. And they can be found online at mnpodcasting.com. The views and opinions expressed on this show are those of the individual participants and may not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of Remax Results or Minnesota Podcasting.